You're listening to the Be Healthy Naturally podcast, episode number 63. Hey, we are Dr. Shane and Liz Watt. We are doing this podcast because we are trying to bring knowledge and education to create a new way of thinking about our health. Knowledge is the key to a happy, healthy life, and our goal is to help you live your best life. So join us and let's learn together. Dave calls himself a scientist, inventor, and a creator. Dave has worked in technical sales, technical support, and product creation and development. He is an avid outdoorsman, scuba diver, skier, and everything waterman, and loves anything that turns gasoline into speed. At a young age, he enjoyed to take everything apart and see how they worked so he could improve them to make them better. Welcome, Dave, out to the podcast today. We have Dave Petruviak. I think we're in for a treat. I was having some of my knee problems going through my knee replacement. We reached out to him with different things. And one thing that I was really amazed of is that we're going to be talking about PEMF today, but you are very well educated in a lot of different areas. So we won't be able to use all of your knowledge. We'll try to focus it just on the on the PEMF. So tell us, how, how did you get into the PMF world? So I'm involved with a number of inventors and scientists and just odd people with unique ideas. Um, and for I, I, I didn't plan that. It just sort of happened in my life. Um, one of those people um, had built a PEMF machine according to Nikola Tesla's patent, and that's who invented PEMF. He called it the life force machine. People will say, there's no PEMF under Nikola Tesla. It's because he referred to it as the life force machine. Um, he claimed it kept him alive for the last 30 years of his life. And I, looking at him in some of the pictures, I, I wouldn't doubt that. Um, so this had come across my plate at one point, and the guy who uh, who recreated it, who rebuilt it from the patent, has extreme Asperger's, and he doesn't speak like a normal human being. And for whatever reason, I'm just odd enough that I can interpret for him, for regular people, and uh, like real time. It's it's uh, So something's, I don't know, brain damage maybe, but I can interpret for him. So... Uh, it's a gift. We'll go with gift. <laughs> so so he, uh, he had built one and called me and told me it would solve every problem I ever had and uh, that it had solved every medical problem he'd ever had. And he went through a laundry list of them. And it just sounded to me like a multi-level marketing organization with magic juice. And I said, don't even stop at my house. And I don't know, a few weeks later, he was traveling through the area and stopped at my house and uh, unannounced and came in and, and drugged this machine and told me how great it was. And put it on uh, my low back, I think, and uh, 10, 20 minutes and, and uh, said, stand up and see what you think. And I stood up and I didn't feel any different. And he said, do your feet feel lighter? And I said, no. And I had to use the restroom. So my wife hopped on the machine and it's, it was coils and you put them on your back and, and you could feel the pulse. And uh, there's definitely something going on. And when I went in the bathroom, uh, I went to blow my nose and I was able to blow my nose harder than I'd ever blown my nose in my life. And I've always had exercise-induced asthma. Um, so I was intrigued by that. But this guy is the kind of guy where if you give him an inch, he'll go crazy. So when I came back out, he said, what would you notice? And I said, nothing. And uh, my wife got done. She said, I love it. It makes me feel great. And it's my experience that women are much more in touch with their bodies. So uh, she said, wow, I feel great. She was standing up, kind of moving around. She said, this man, I feel so great. And he said to me, don't you have a rotator cuff problem? And I said, yeah. My left shoulder, I have about 30% range of motion, and it really stinks because... 
sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night trying to lift your arm because you're asleep and, and it you wake up screaming. So he said, uh, well, let's put it on your shoulder. I, okay. And after 20 minutes, I had 100% range of motion with zero pain. Now, I'd been to the surgeons and I'd been to physical therapy. Physical therapy just caused me a bunch of pain and kind of made it worse. And the surgeons said the type of rotator cuff tear I had was contraindicated for surgery. And they were only, if they did do surgery, it would either remain the same or get much worse. So I thought, well, I'll hold on to my money and uh, not get worse. And, and just was living with 30% range of motion in my left shoulder. Um, so I stood up and, and moved it around. I was very slow about it and very, very cautious because it was, if you moved it beyond the normal range, it was extremely painful. And I, when I say normal range, I mean 30% of normal range. And so my normal range at the time. So I, uh, I became very interested. It kind of blew my mind. It was, it was one of the biggest, most shocking things I'd ever seen in my life. And I said, we have to help people. We have to build these. And he says, nah, I'm going back to Brazil. He married a lady from Brazil. He says, uh, I, I'm, I'm retired. I have no interest. So I had loaned him over the years quite a bit of money and helped him out in a lot of ways. And I twisted his arm and he stayed and we built three more of these machines. And I learned about him. And then uh, he doesn't use normal tools. He doesn't do things the normal way. Uh, he's very unique. And so the machines broke down every week or two. And I constantly fixed them, improved them, repaired them for about two years. And... Uh, he came back through, and I said, "Hey, let's let's make all these changes." And uh, he said, "No, I've I've no interest." So I uh, I kind of took the ball and ran with it. And my wife was great. She agreed to spend every penny we had and ring up a whole bunch of credit we couldn't afford. And we improved the machine and built it as a real piece of equipment. But it became a passion of ours because in that time we had not only healed problems with ourselves or injuries with ourselves, but we had helped friends and friends' kids, and we have a huge friend group. And so we had probably two, 300 people to use the machine in that two years by coming over to our house and they couldn't believe the difference in themselves or their children. And so, um, we just decided it was what we wanted to do for a living. And, uh, and that's what we've done. And that was about 12 years ago. So now we've heard the story of, of how you got into this. Now we need to know what is PMF because people don't really understand what that is. Sure. Yeah. And there's a lot of misunderstanding out there. Um, so I'll, PEMF just stands for Pulsed Electromagnetic Fields and Frequencies. That, that's all it is. But in that, that's kind of like saying a car. And a Yugo and a Ferrari and a one-ton dump truck or 10-ton or dump truck are not the same vehicle, but, but they are all vehicles. And so PEMF is just as varied. Um, there are people out there with devices you could never feel um, that produce such low, low power. Um, you'd have to have a machine to tell you it's actually on and operating. And people claim to get great benefits out of those machines, and I, be I believe that they do. Um, those results would take a lot longer for most conditions, and um, but it's it's uh, you can't you can't even feel it. Then there are machines that are so powerful, um, and mine currently is the most powerful machine in the world. And that's not to brag. Having the most powerful machine isn't necessarily a great thing, um, but ours is you can vary it. It's got a dial. It goes from zero to uh, full power. And the reason that we have the full power, our machine used to be half as powerful. And we ended up treating a lot of uh, neuropathy patients. And I'm talking little old ladies that are nearly 100 years old and they weigh 79 pounds and they can't feel their hands or their feet and they're ice cold. And we put it on them and we treat them. And in 20 to 30 minutes, their hands and feet are the same temperature as the rest of their body. They feel great. They can pick up items and feel them. And that's there's just a few things higher power is used for. And neuropathy is one of them. So 80% of the, the usage of the machine, or maybe 90% of the use of the machine, depending on the clinic, is going to be low power or medium power, and that's what's going to solve almost every issue somebody has or make an improvement for them, be therapeutic. 
and just a few things would be higher power. So in that, um, there are an innumerable amount of devices on the market ranging anywhere from, I don't know, probably a few hundred dollars up to a hundred thousand um, dollars. What I think is important is that the machine work and do what it's intended to do, not waste your time, not cause any damage, but also have a good effect and be pleasant to use. And if you can feel the pulse of a machine, and if it's what we call a higher power machine, most people are going to find it very uncomfortable. And that's simply because nobody took the time to design a machine that harmonized with the, the human body. And so your cells, when they're hit by an electromagnetic pulse, um, which is very similar to when you tell your arm to move, your brain sends a signal and your muscle contracts. Um, the machine will do that to you in a passive way. When that happens, it shouldn't hurt and it shouldn't be crampy. But for most of the machines out there, almost all of them, if you turn them up to where they're having a good effect, it becomes very painful. And so PEMF is not supposed to be painful. It was, was never designed to be painful. But there's been kind of a divergence in the market where people just went off and designed machines that were more and more powerful without regard to how the human body functions. And so they're, they're, it's sort of like getting punched. And, I, and I've, I experienced one machine, I won't mention the brand, um, a friend who was doing some studies and he had several of my machines. Um, and he got this new machine and he called me and said, hey, I got the new machine, come on over, let's check it out. He lives about five, 10 miles away. So I drove over and he put me on this machine. It's got one button, you push the button, it starts. It's a, it's a pretty small machine. And when it would pulse my muscle, now, now our machine feels like a massage and we get comments from doctors and patients all the time that it's really relaxing and comfortable. And I've had people say, can you make a loud buzzer on the machine so that when it's off, it wakes up the patient because it will lull you to sleep. It feels so good. And you guys have experienced that. And so at least the, the, how the pulse feels. And so um, a lot of these machines are, are incredibly uncomfortable and will leave someone feeling sore. And, and to me, that's kind of contrary to what you're trying to do with the machine. You're trying to make people feel better, give them more range of motion and flexibility rather than giving them an unpleasant experience. So in our time, 12 and a half, almost 13 years in the business, we've been to more doctor's offices than I can count. And we sell to everybody from MDs to DOs to chiropractors to physical therapists and then individuals as well. And almost always when we go to a chiropractor or a DO or a physical therapist's office, um, they'll say, oh, yeah, come back here and set up and you'll pass a room. And if somebody opens the door, there's a number of pieces of equipment in there that are no longer used. They're just gathering dust. It seems like all those guys have a room full of money. It's the latest. It's kind of the latest, greatest thing. And then it, it doesn't pan out. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's very common for us to see other PEMF machines in there. And I say, well, you've already got a PEMF. They say, yeah, nobody wants to use it. And it might even deliver the result. It might even get somebody more range of motion, less pain, um, do away with a rotator cuff problem, that kind of thing. But it's so uncomfortable, the patients don't want to pay 30 or $50 to use a machine that's going to be excruciating, even if they get the result. And that's pretty common throughout the human condition is that people just don't want to suffer to end up with a better result. You know, they, they want a pleasant experience to get a better result. And so that's what we try to do. So I remember when, um, probably a couple years ago, I'm on a neurological board. There's a whole bunch of chiropractors on neuro neurological board. I kind of talked with you a little bit about this a few minutes ago. But PMF kind of become a, a, a big thing so that everyone was talking about different ones. And, and there's quite a controversy between the low and the high, right? Like, the, like you were just talking. So the, there's definitely opinions on both. Can you kind of explain just the difference? You kind of did a little bit, but just... You bet. So there's, there's really two schools of thought, and we find this in every area of life. It's not just with PEMF. You know, uh, a lot of people say, I just need a car to get me to work. I, I just, you know, it doesn't need to be powerful. It just needs to be safe enough. And 
and good enough to get me to work. And I, I'd like to use as little fuel as possible. And then there's the guys like me who are like, nah, horsepower. Give me, give me all you got, you know. And so two schools of thought, and I think it's just natural. But um, a lot of people say if you can feel the pulse from PEMF, it's way too much, and you're doing terrible things, and there's no science to back that up. There's no studies to back that up. It's just, I think, a personal feeling. And so they like the low-power devices. Um, I was told by a friend who has a low-power device that he got his rotator cuff healed. Now, mine was healed in 20 minutes on a machine that was an absolute piece of junk built in a garage and failed all the time, but when it worked, it worked. And his was healed in 10 and a half months of daily usage, one hour a day. So two very different, you know, same result, two very different time frames. Now, again, 80% of people, maybe 90% of people are going to use it on medium or low power, a machine like mine, and, and the other 10% are going to be on high power. But some of these devices are just incredibly low power, you know, like one 150,000th of the power of my machine turned all the way up. Then there's the people who say high power is the only power. It's the only power that does anything, and that's not accurate either. So you can search on the web PEMF, and you can go to pubmed.gov, and there's a science paper out there by a bunch of doctors called um, What is PEMF? And it'll go through about nine pages of how it changes things like mitochondrial function, uh, sodium pump, um, transmembrane potential, all these different things. If, if you've got a doctorate or you do enough reading, I'm not a doctor. Um, but I've done a lot of reading, I've done a lot of studying, I've talked to a lot of professionals, you'll find out that those things matter drastically in healing in the body. And so the more of that function to a degree that we can cause, the more rapid the body will heal and the better the result and the longer lasting. So in my opinion, I wanted to build a machine that had low power, medium power, and high power. I didn't, I didn't think high or low was a choice. I thought, depending on who walks in or what's going on with you, you might need any one of those. And the same person might need low, medium, and high for varying issues or conditions. So that's that's basically my thought. So there is no real, in my opinion, and I've done more study, I think, than almost anybody, there's no such thing as one power is better than the other. It, it depends on the patient, what they're being seen for, and, and, and it could be that somebody comes in and has a sore shoulder, they might need low power, they might have a shoulder that's sore for a different reason, they might need medium power, or They've torn the rotator cuff and they have a lack of range of motion like I did and they need a higher power and in 20 minutes they're going to get a massive result. So it kind of depends on the patient and the condition and there is no one's better than the other. Um, there's one's better than the other for this particular patient for this particular condition or issue. So Dave, I actually did use your, your unit after I had my knee replacement. I, and so I know like you're talking about how you get that pulsing and when it's high and when it's low. And... I, when I put it on, you said, find a spot on your leg that you can fill it. You'll fill it more than other places. When you turn it on, it depends on the, how high it is, how much of a contraction you get in that muscle. And so one thing you said is to get it to where it's uncomfortable and then just slightly turn it down a little bit. So it's high enough, but yet it's not too high that it hurts you because the contraction can be really strong if it's on the high. I know because I had to do it a lot. So what we're doing, just to explain that, is we're getting as much energy into your body. We're transferring electrons into your cells, and the more voltage or electrons your cells have, the more rapid they heal. So we can turn it up and force that India and really pound you, but it's not pleasant. So the goal is to give you as much as possible, without causing any discomfort because discomfort's going to wear you out. We don't want you sitting on the couch crying. We want you to get the most you can without discomfort or pain. And so you turn it up to where you start to go, oh, that's a little uncomfortable. 
turn it back down to where you say it's not uncomfortable and run it there. So where did PEMF come from then? So a lot of people have heard of Nikola Tesla, like the cars Tesla, those are named after him. Nikola Tesla was born in uh, East Europe and he, I always forget the name of the country, uh, and uh, he became an electronics genius, went to electronics school, did all kinds of stuff. He actually came here to our country to work with Thomas Edison. They had a falling out because Edison uh, told him he'd pay him for something and then said, oh, you didn't understand I was joking after Tesla did what nobody else could do. And Edison has kind of a history of being a bad guy and, and lying to people and cheating people. But Tesla came, he did that, and he's the reason that our laptops are plugged into the wall now. He's yeah, the reason it was the, like the AC current versus the other kind of thing uh, yeah, yeah, so that was kind of the... DC the, is, is non-injurious to the, to the body, the human body, and AC can kill you. As we all know, you don't stick a, a knife in a light socket. But AC can run for thousands of miles over a wire, and DC can, can max out around two miles. So if we had gone with D.C. as a country, we'd have a power station every two miles. And people who didn't live in tightly packed areas would be somehow producing their own power. There wouldn't be, um, you know, I have a property that's out in the country and there are wires that go to the house and it powers the house. That wouldn't be the case. There would be no power at that house or we'd have to produce it ourselves if we'd gone to D.C. like Edison believed in. Um, so um, Westinghouse, if people remember the company White Westinghouse, uh, that was a company that Tesla owned a huge chunk of and because... They couldn't afford to pay him his dividends. He tore up his shares and threw them in the garbage, which was a mistake because Westinghouse became incredibly wealthy after that. But, um, yeah, so so Tesla was a genius. He figured out a lot of things. And uh, there's a lot of stuff on TV today about something he created called the death ray. He also figured out how to transmit electricity through the air to where there'd be a power station almost anywhere on the earth. And then he had Wardenclyffe Tower that he built. Um, it never got completed, but... He uh, could transmit energy. He did it in Colorado Springs. He transmitted energy through the earth and through the air, and he was able to take giant light bulbs, that's what they had back in the day, and stick them in the dirt, and they would light up. They were not screwed into any socket. They were not wired to anything. There was just voltage moving through the dirt, and you could stick your hand in the dirt or sit down. It wouldn't shock you or hurt you, but he could light up light bulbs spontaneously. This has been recreated recently um, and uh, by a number of scientists, and they did it over in that area as well. It's, it's really cool stuff. So he was a genius. He knew a lot of things nobody else knew. And I think probably his biggest mistake was he and some other people in that era um, went on the radio and on print. And he uh, they said, how did you learn all this stuff? How did you figure it out? He said, oh, I meditate and I talk to aliens on another planet. Now, whether that was an imagination or he really did talk to aliens, I don't know. But it was a mistake because people just thought he was a kook. And so that kind of set him up as those people just thinking he was nuts. And he's kind of by himself doing his own little thing, right? And he's, you know, that's, that's how the show's kind of portrayed as. Yeah, he had J.P. Morgan funding him. And he, till the day he died, he lived in New York City uh, the last, I don't know, decade or two of his life. And until the day he died, he would go down every night and have uh, dinner with the billionaires, the world's wealthiest people in New York at uh, one of several restaurants. And they would pay for his dinner and um, he would they would ask him questions and he would regale them with stories and knowledge and information, um, you know, unlike anything anybody ever seen. He was the first guy to ever create a remote control vehicle, and it was a boat in a pond, I think in Central Park. It was in New York City. And the onlookers, it was like a three-foot-long boat, and the onlookers didn't believe that it was remote control. They thought he had a midget inside the boat running controls. And so he brought it back to the shore and took it apart and took the top off, and everybody was blown away because there were just some wires and, and small electric motors, and they couldn't understand how he how he did it because back then – we didn't have radio yet, and to transmit uh, telegraph was just barely a thing. But to, to transmit 
information like like a voice wirelessly was voodoo that that was crazy stuff and he had accomplished that he's the reason for cell phones he created the technology that cell phones work on so there's there's really not a person i'm aware of on the planet alive today whose life isn't touched every single day many times by tesla's uh science and knowledge and inventions and so he created the PEMF. You said he – earlier in our conversation, you said that he actually used it on himself and he attributed that to kind of helping him live a little bit longer life. Yeah, like the last 20 years of his life, so not, not a short time. So he created PEMF um, and he actually did that according to which book you read. I wasn't alive back then, though I looked pretty old. He, uh, he created it in Germany in the 1880s. And it was the size of a train car because we know electronics were much bigger back then. Now you can fit in a cell phone size package what used to take many warehouses to fill. And so uh, he created it in a train car and he took it into, depending on, again, which historical reference you read, he put it in Dresden, Germany is the one that, that I like the most. And he parked it next to a hospital. And back then hospitals had train tracks that came right up to the back of them. That was how they got a lot of their goods and services delivered. And so... Uh, he took the wires inside the hospital and set it up in a room and said, hey, this is going to help people. And they started using it, and he explained what it would do. And sure enough, man, it was helping people left and right. So he made a business out of that for a short time before he came to America and built all these machines. And uh, there are still some of his machines that he built in operation in Germany in medical offices or hospitals. And the smallest one he ever built back then was six foot by six foot by six foot. It was a big cube. Took up a decent-sized room. And they treated parents. Some of those are still in operation. Wow. That's kind of crazy. So, Dave, yeah. when people look at PMF, it, it can, I mean, they have this electrical current, current that's going through them. How do they know that it's actually safe for them? Well, so let me, let me correct you on that. And what you said is, is what almost everyone says. You have electrical current flowing through you. And that's not actually correct. So when you use a TENS device, which I'm, I'm guessing you guys have in your office, TENS actually puts current through the skin into the tissue, the muscle, and runs it through the muscle. And then Russian stimulation or electrostim does the same thing. You put pads on the skin, you snap an electrode on, and it's running current through the body. Now that's a great, great method for certain things. But as you know, turned up just slightly too high, it becomes really painful and it can do bad things to the muscle. You can burn out the receptors in the muscle, that kind of stuff. What's great about PEMF is it's not current. It's an electromagnetic pulse. Remember it's pulsed electromagnetic fields. So those pulsed electromagnetic fields on my machine contain a certain specific set of frequencies, but still it's just a pulsed electromagnetic field. So if you take two magnets and you push them together and they don't want to go together, that force that you're feeling, that's electromagnetism. So as you pull them apart and they want to stick together, that's electromagnetism. Now we just take that same idea, we create it and we pulse it. And by pulsing it, the human body works on pulses, just like your heart beats. So why doesn't your heart just pound once and stay on and supply electricity? And that's just not the way it works. I didn't create the body, but it pulses. And everything in the human body pulses. If we look at almost anything on electrocephalogram, which is the way we study and we see the heartbeat on the monitor or whatever, whichever kind of signal, brain signal, whatever, they all pulse. They're all up and down, up and down. So we match that in our machine with the human body. And we delivered the pulse and the power in harmony, so it always works. But that pulse, that electromagnetic field, it did. Now, remember, Liz, you never put my machine on your skin, did you? Unless you're wearing shorts, maybe. It goes right over your clothes. I think I did have it maybe on my skin just because it was on my leg and I was wearing shorts all the time okay. then. So There you go. So, But it, you don't attach it to the skin. 
So it's got a cover on it, and there's no electrical yeah, connection. Yeah, the, the, the coils were inside of a, a cloth. Inside of a cover. We could take that and put a pillow in between you and the coils, and you'll still get the pulse. As we move it further away from your body, you'll get less of it. But there's no electrical connection, and there's no actual current running through your body. So your nervous system is safe. Your heart is safe. There's, there's no, so you're just getting a pulse. And that electromagnetic pulse doesn't have to be connected to you in any way. That pulse is going to enter your tissues. It's going to do a whole bunch of different things that science has determined and discovered that it does. And all those things are good for the body. So there's literally no downside to PEMF. and doesn't work for everybody. It works for about 80 to 90% of the people. But um, it, it's going to make such a difference. One of the things it does is it raises the voltage in your cells by supplying electrons through that pulse. And that will go completely through your body. If you have it on your back, it'll go completely through your chest and out the front. When it does that, it's raising your pH at the same time that it's, that it's energizing your cells with more voltage. So pH and voltage go up together. So as we increase the voltage, we increase the pH. And that means your pH becomes neutral and then alkaline. Most people today, because of diet and lifestyle, electromagnetic interference from radio waves and that kind of stuff are running around in the acidic environment. And the problem with that is our bodies are healthy until we get acidic and then we're susceptible to all kinds of diseases and maladies and, and aches and pains. If we just bring somebody's body up in voltage, we're raising the voltage and we're raising the pH and by that they feel better, they get more flexibility, they get better blood flow. Everything about the human body works better when you're alkaline and charged up than when you're acidic and reduced on charge. So how often can you use the PEMF then? So PEMF can be used multiple times a day. There's really no too much as far as if you take an hour break in between, you're going to be fine. Now, if you were to take my machine and turn it on and keep it on for, say, three hours and turn it up absolutely as high as it'll go and it's flexing your muscle very hard, your muscle works on a, on a property. Most people don't understand this, but um, you guys certainly do. So your muscle uses potassium and an electromagnetic charge to contract. And then it uses magnesium, some other things and electromagnetic charge to relax. So you know how you see old folks walking around, they look really tight and uncomfortable and painful. That's because they're not properly processing those and they don't have enough energy to, enter, to, to create that reaction properly. So they're tight and they're achy and, and they don't feel well. So if you were to run my machine on high or any machine that has high power on high for too long, you're gonna eventually go through the magnesium and the potassium in the muscle and then the muscle's natural state after that's gone is just a cramp. And so you'd end up with a muscle cramp. And that's about as bad as it's going to get. Now, it could be a pretty painful muscle cramp. That's interesting that it would cramp if that if that's not able to function. You'd think it would just go, you know, soft kind of thing and not... Here's a scientific fact I learned, uh, actually, from a doctor named uh, James Ware, who's a brilliant guy. Um, it takes three times the voltage to relax a muscle that it does to contract it. Wow, you wouldn't think that. That's interesting. Yeah. Right, it, it seems counterintuitive, yeah. doesn't it? Well, they say that it, it causes more for you to frown than to, than to smile because it has more muscles yep. to frown than it is to smile. Right. So what uh, what the, the most common thing after somebody spending some time on my machine, let's say we put somebody on that's 110% healthy, they're a distance runner or something like that, they feel great, they're in their 30s or 40s, and they're as healthy as they've ever been. Um, you know, they say, I don't have any problems. I've had doctors say I'm 100% healthy. But I got the machine for my patients, and then I found out one of these doctors, who's a wonderful guy named Dr. Lewis Arendt out of Miami, um, he said, uh, you know, I actually like the fact that your machine comes in a roll-around case and stuff. And before that, he'd give me a hard time saying it was ugly. And I said, uh, well, it didn't get any better looking. Why do you like it so much? He said, I take it home every night. And I said, why would you take it home? You're 100% healthy. What would you possibly do with the machine? 
And there was a silence and he says, well, I use it every night after dinner. It just makes me feel great. It's very relaxing. So even if you're feeling great, you have no tight muscles, everything's perfect and you put it on, what you'll notice is when you stand up, like if you put it on your low back and you stand up afterwards, 10 to 20 minutes of use of the machine, and you kind of swivel your hips, you'll find out you're much more relaxed and looser in the hips than you were before you used the machine. And that's because it's adding those electrons, raising that voltage, and enabling the muscle to relax even more. So what are the biggest things that people use PEMF for? Because it sounds like it can kind of be used for all kinds of things, but you never ever want to say it's the it's the one all. Sure, and, and I believe in PEMF probably more than anybody because I've experienced it personally, and I build them and sell them, and I've seen thousands of people um, get better and healed by it. But let me explain, first of all, just in a real basic way, what PEMF does. So PEMF does do a few things um, in itself. But in reality, what PEMF does that's more transformational than anything is it's doing a lot of things for your body um, that cause your body to heal faster. Um, it's upcycling blood flow. It's going to upcycle stem cell production. It's As the ions go through you, they're going to break apart some of your tissue water into hydrogen and oxygen, both of which your body uses individually to heal. So in the form of water, they're not near doing any of the healing that they would do in a separate form of oxygen and, and hydrogen. Did I say helium? I may have said helium. Hydrogen. Anyway, so because we break those apart and they do things, uh, your body uses those. But it's your body that does the healing, right? Not the machine. So I don't want to get confused. It's kind of like saying uh, vitamin B cures something. Well, vitamin B doesn't cure much. But what your body does with vitamin B cures a lot of things. And so... Just to be clear and not misrepresent at all, most of what goes on, most of the healing, that's your body doing the healing. But the machine is giving your body things like more energy, upcycled blood flow, um, all these different things. Increased ATP, increased mitochondrial function, increased sodium pump, uh, increased transmembrane potential, transmembrane potential. And that's being used then by your body to do the healing. So the machine does very little. Your body is brilliant. Matter of fact, I had a a guy called me and he said, man, this machine is so smart. How does it know to do this? I said, the machine's just a box of stupid. It's just doing what it does. And it's helping your body to have these different things, the energies, the transmembrane potential, increased ATP. And that's, your body's using that to do the healing. So it, I don't think there's a human smart enough to build a machine that would do healing properly, but your body is brilliant beyond all comprehension. So in that, we give your body what it needs, and it does the healing. But the PEMF machine is giving your body a whole bunch of stuff, and then uh, your body's using that to heal. So the machine's part of it, but I don't want to make it out like the machine's this magic healing box. You hook up, and you get better, because that's not the case. If your body is incredibly diminished, say you're struggling with something like Lyme disease, Zika, West Nile, um, MS, Parkinson's, um, that kind of stuff, the machine's going to do a lot of great things, but it's up to your body to heal. And the more diminished your body is, the slower it's going to heal because your body's actually the thing doing the healing. So, so PEMF can be used for a lot of different things because it's, it's not just for arthritis. It's not just for neuropathy. It's not just for range of motion industries. It's actually enhancing your body. So for instance, I have Dr. Mark Thunderlich, who's a functional neuro doctor. Um, and he, he was here in Idaho, um, working with one of the doctors here needed a place to stay. We put him up because we're old and we don't have any kids and we've got spare rooms. And so uh, we got to know him really well. He's a wonderful guy. And he had a baby named Cedric, has a baby named Cedric, but at the time he was 10 months old. 
and Cedric was having some ear canal issues. Uh, he had a kink in his eustachian tube and was having issues, which was causing a hearing issue. Um, and when Mark left and went back, he was here for a few weeks, I sent him a machine. He told us how Cedric was doing. And I said, you know, I think the machine will help him. So let's get you a machine and you can try it. Mark had agreed to also do some medical studies for us because he's a really high functioning human being, very intelligent. So I sent him the machine and uh, he called me three days after he got it, I think. And he said, uh, he's sleeping like a rock and he hasn't spoken much for several weeks. And within three days of being on the machine, he's saying the cat's name and this and that and, and, and doing all these things. But he's starting to make noise again. And I think it was because the machine helped flush fluids and, and get his ear canals cleaned up a little bit. Now, it didn't solve the problem and it didn't reconstruct his ear canal or anything like that, but it gave him some level of hearing back. They went ahead and ended up, uh, they went to the doctor visits and a few months later they had the tubes put in. And I said to Mark, um, you know, are you still using the machine on Cedric? And he says, yeah, he sleeps with it every other night. And I said, oh, what did you notice? And he said, well, he just sleeps way better. And then he's way happier when he wakes up and he seems to be growing better. And everything's better. And I said, that's awesome. Keep using it. Um, a couple weeks later, we were on the phone. We had a conversation and I said, how's Cedric doing? He said, man, he's doing great. No more problems, this, that, the other. And I said, well, that's great. I said, I know that, I can't remember what the other modality was that he used, but I said, I know that you were doing this and my machine. And so my machine may not be responsible for all of it, but I feel really good that I helped your son and that the machine was part of it. And there's this pause and Mark's kind of a smart aleck. And he says, no, Dave, it was just the machine. And I said, it, it, it was? And he said, yeah. No, I tested each thing independently and the other machine by itself did nothing. And your machine, I don't know what it was that he did. I'll have to think about it. And he, and he said, your machine made a big difference. So I talked to Mark yesterday and he's still having a son who's now 14 months sleep every other night with the machine on all night on very low. And that's an infant, 14 months old. Where do you see technology going for in the future with yeah. things that are coming? So PEMF is great and I believe in it a hundred percent. And I still use my machine on a regular basis. I mean, I don't, I don't sit on it every day, but if I have a sore neck or back or shoulder or hip or whatever, I'll use it. And I, and I do get injured because we're outdoor people. Um, we spend a lot of time doing stuff, and I, uh, I'm not necessarily the most graceful. Uh, ballerina would never be used to describe me, but um, I see PEMF being combined with other modalities, and we're doing some of that testing now. Um, we've seen vibration combined with PEMF do amazing things, and now there are different things out on the market. Uh, I, I don't think they're what they need to be, but there are different. Are you talking like the wave, the, the pulse wave, that kind of stuff? Nope. I'm talking about good old vibration, just shaking you. Oh, okay. So there's a vibration plate uh, company that right. has a machine that's a vibration plate and they put a PMF in it. Um, I don't think that's the right way to do it. And I don't think they're going to get the results they hoped for, but I think it's a great attempt. Um, we have found that there are things like uh, if you combine laser, um, and not, not every laser, but um, Erconia has a laser that's a uh, handheld that we've seen. Dr. Dina Rabo in Chico, California. Her father fell off a ladder. He was 12 feet in the air. He's in his 70s, I believe. He hit his head, got a traumatic brain injury. And he was having trouble speaking. I've got a video before and after, um, and I'll share it with you guys, that he, he was struggling. You could tell he just wasn't with it. And I believe it was two weeks and five sessions later of both our machine, which she now owns two of, and Erconia's handheld laser, which is, I don't know, ten or $14,000, so they're not cheap items, but those two combined 
and I, I think she did them one after the other, but you could do them at the same time. Um, and in two weeks, there's a video, like I said, I'll send you, of her dad speaking normally. One, in my opinion, 100% normally. And she called me raving about it and said, I'm sending these videos. You're not going to believe it. I, I love your machine. It's totally changed my practice. And I think we're going to see more things added. We are testing a four-modality treatment that includes uh, RPMF. And uh, I'll tell you this. My wife, we were hit by a drunk in a parking lot in uh, Wells, Nevada. When we stopped to get gasoline, we pulled up the store and uh, a drunk guy backed out as my wife was getting out of our Audi and it slammed the door on her leg. If he'd hit the Ooh. door six inches further forward, he hit the back six inches of it. If he'd been six inches further forward on the door, it would have cut her leg off. Um, the door slammed shut like a linebacker had slammed into it. And mm. uh, it, it crushed her nerve and squeezed. The, the way that the doctor described it to us is they said, your nerves are like a banana. The nerve inside is surrounded by the sheath, which is like the peel. And once right, you get the nerve sheath. inside out of the peel, you cannot put it back in, and it's a lifelong problem. So we'd be watching TV at night, just sitting on the couch, and she wouldn't move a muscle, and she would scream and grab her leg um, because the nerve would, for whatever reason, become irritated or what have you. We used my machine, vibration, and two other things. And the first time she didn't have any pain for five days, five or seven days, I think it was one week. The second time, it was a month, and after the third session, and we're talking about 20 minutes. We're not talking about a two-day treatment or anything. Uh, she And that was, I bet that was five or six years ago. She's had zero pain since. Now, we even went and had a nerve conduction test done, and if you've ever had one of those done, talk about barbarians. They stick needles into the damaged nerve and run electricity through it, and I think they just judge it on this, how high you scream, and then if you scream loud enough, then then it's bad. But they told her, this is permanent damage, and your nerve is is really messed up, and it'll never be better. And I can tell you it's better. Um, I could slap her on the leg, and she, she wouldn't have any more pain than a normal person. So um, that's huge. And we're pursuing that group of modalities and several others. I, I have a belief that if you have a spinal cord injury where the spinal cord was not severed, but it was just kinked or twisted, and a lot of those people are walking around um, – with walkers or crutches or they're in wheelchairs. Um, I have a belief that we're going to be able to reactivate some of that through multiple modalities, not, not just my machine. I'm not saying it's a miracle, but, um, through a multiple of modalities, uh, and, and we're going to be able to get that spinal cord to function again. I don't know that it's going to be hundred percent and I don't think it needs to be. I don't know that it's going to be a one session thing. I don't know what it's going to be, but we're pursuing that and we've had some results. Well, I think it's good that you're you're like looking at other things as well because sometimes um, practitioners or you know whatever get bottlenecked into one thing, and so that's kind of cool because it's you know realizing hey, there's really great benefit to this, but there might be some other things that can be adjunctive or that help with it as well, and we get a combination, and a combination sometimes works better. So that's that's awesome that you're that you're out there looking for things of that nature like that. Well, we see a lot of people and we want to help them and. You know, the machine doesn't fix everybody. I wish it did. But we're finding ways to use that machine and some other modalities to fix more and more people. And fix might be the wrong word, to help more and more people. If, if I could take somebody who's in a wheelchair and make them walk poorly, I'd be excited. If I could help somebody who walks poorly and help them walk better uh, without a, a, a walker or crutches, that would be amazing. 
and, and I don't doubt that there's a, a fifth, sixth, or seventh modality or some other therapy treatment or machine that could maybe give them back full ambulation with no issues whatsoever where they could walk normally without assistance. And, and that's the goal. Help people as much as possible with as many things as possible and give people back quality of life. You know, we live in a pretty great society today. We can go to the grocery store and get food. Um, we don't have to hunt it, kill it, or grow it. Um, you know, we have cars that get us around. We have a lot of great things. Life is as good as it's ever been on this planet, I think. But there are a lot of people suffering and a lot of people struggling. And the more of them we can help, the better. So, Dave, where can people find more about you and, you know, your specific PEMF machine? Or if you have any educational stuff, what is it that you, how can people get a hold of you? So um, we've got a website. It's under construction right now, but there are pages up. Um, it's just only a few pages because we're improving. We've got so many more testimonials and stories and videos that we're adding a whole bunch of stuff and inc increasing pages. And I don't do websites, so we've hired that out to a great, great company. But um, it's www.electroregentherapy. So E-L-E-C-T-R-O-R-E-G-E-N therapy.com. And uh, I don't know where people can find out more about me. Maybe the FBI's website. <laughs> <laughs> But that's uh, do you have an email that people might be able to reach out to you? Is sure. That a possibility? Um, yeah, and, and the easiest one for me, we were having some email issues. So it's my last name. It's Petroviak, P-E-T-R-O-V-I-A-K at gmail.com. The Internet's a great thing when it works and when it doesn't. Uh, frustrating. But yeah, and, and my phone number, I don't care if people call me, is 208-703-7326. Uh, we love to help people. We answer questions. We're honest. And um you know, if, if I don't think my machine's going to be a help to you, I don't want to sell it to you. So I'll be honest with people. The last thing I want is somebody calling me at midnight saying, this thing's not working, you know. So I'd rather people get what they need. And if I think there's a different machine from a different company that will help them more, I'll, I'll be honest and tell them. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate all that you've done personally and taken it on personally to learn the stuff so that you can be able to help people now. And that's truly what what the whole what we do and the reason why we do this, um, the podcast, why we do our conference, all those things like that is because we want people to know there's options out there and there's a lot of good options. There are, there are. And thanks for having me. It's been a lot of fun and it's been good getting to know you guys. Mm -hmm. Someday we'll actually meet in person. That's right. <laughs> thanks Dave. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. The more knowledge you have, the more you will be empowered to make the changes in your life. And because of this, your life will be elevated. Your health journey is between you and your doctor. This podcast is not meant to diagnose or treat any conditions. However, if your current health care provider is not meeting your health care goals, it is time to take control of your health. If you know anyone who can benefit from our podcast, please like, leave a review, and don't forget to share it with your family and friends. Together, let's take back our health.